Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I, Christmas and Chill with Ariana Grande, discuss affirmative action in the galaxy far, far away, and finally confront Barbara Walters' predacious sexual behavior. Whatever happened to predictability? Good morning. Good morning. Ah. What's happening? Here we are. Face to face. That's right. On the silver spoons. Um, oh, I went to a big, another holiday party. Oh, boy. Here Friday. we go. You With know the what? holiday parties. I mean, Is it you, like another celebrity holiday party? It wasn't. Uh, it didn't start out that way. It was okay. just the annual Alcoholidays holiday party that we used to go to remember when yeah, you lived yeah, in Los that Angeles, was and that was a big fun. deal every year, and that was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, Frank Ocean turned up. So wait a minute. Okay, can you just back it up? Gay R and B unicorn. Okay, yeah, we should have. Well, we if we wanted to to protect the identity of those involved, we should have just said a gay R and B unicorn. But you just went out full throttle. <laughs> like right. no, there's there's no anonymity this week. No, because last week we we you know we kept you know the innocent protected, but you're we going did. out there and well, being like Frank yeah. Ocean was at the party. <laughs> he had a cup of glint wine and a sugar cookie in his hand. He was and he was up. there. Yeah, he was there the whole time. Um, he did a Christmas turn up. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Well, last week I was a special guest of a guest. So it wasn't my place to say where I was or what happened. Mm-hmm. This time I was just a guest at one of our good friends' homes. So, um, right. You were invited directly. Whatever. It you was on Facebook. Also, yeah, the it, cat was let out of the right. bag on Facebook. So, yeah, I did. I actually, you know, I, I'm feigning surprise and shock for, you know, just for. A show, but that's still surprising. So how did this happen? I have Who no knows idea. Frank? I, you know, I wasn't I guess there I long enough to connect the dots. I need a full-fledged investigation. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need a full... Um, a post-mortem? I need a full post-mortem. I want a full dossier on how yes. Frank Ocean came to be at the annual Alcoholidays holiday party. Draw up the documents. Is someone dating Frank Ocean? Call, alert us weekly. Yeah. Call the press. Or just call me. Just DM just me. Just call us. Send us a secret tweet. I, yeah, just send side. us a note. I really want to know how this all came together. I actually know. Well, whoever posted it first on Facebook should have a little bit more of the tea. So pour me a cup. Right. Anyway. So did you talk to Frank at all? Did you ask him about when his I'm album is a... coming out? Because I think a lot of people are up in Everybody arms about there's no know. follow-up. He came out of the closet in his personal life and went back into the closet in his professional life. He hasn't he, done anything he, he, since he came, came out. Yeah, he busted out of the closet, but he's still locked in the recording studio with that that next album. Yeah, the last thing when I heard, heard him on was Superpower for Beyonce. That was two years ago. Yeah. Um, well, maybe this will uh, this a little this holiday cheer and merriment that you all had yesterday will uh, provide a little more creative inspiration for him, and we'll have an album next week or something. Maybe or he'll drop like a, a little Christmas EP. Maybe he'll do a little Christmas mixtape. Well, that's what Ariana Grande did. Did you listen to Christmas and Chill by Ariana Grande? I did, and I kind of like that. Christmas and Chill. She's right on track. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, I like it because it's not like your traditional Christmassy tracks. Like, there aren't, like, an abundance of, like, jingle bells, jingle bells. Right, 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 right. And, like, horns and harps and stuff, like, with your traditional kind of throwbacky kind of Christmas album. This has yeah. a very sort of ambient, vibey, R&B drakian type of feel it to does it have and you a drakian kind of quality it. it's kind of like if there's the a mistletoe reference album. it's kind of a weekend's christmas right mm-hmm. there's a little mistletoe reference up in there yeah. yeah so she dropped this this past week and it's available to stream on spotify and it's 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 pretty good yeah for what you check it out it's called christmas and chill uh and it's a pretty good one should we uh preview a track yeah, let's hear a little track. Let's hear a little something. We don't need no presents. We don't need the kitchen. We don't need the recipes. You know I'm tasty like a candy cane of gingerbread.
there's only like one it, yeah. song on here that I kind of like outright object to, and I, I think it's the last one. It's one of those like plucky Jason Mraz ukulele sounding Christmas jams. Oh yeah, we don't really live for that. The opening, yeah. the opening numbers are great. Yeah. You know, you don't have to stick around for the end though. No, you can leave early. Yeah, it's just like any other Christmas party, right? If you stay around too long, it just becomes a hot mess. Exactly, which is why I got out of there too soon to get all. You the got out of there really quick. In. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we had a little Christmas gathering here, which was really nice, and we uh, had a full spread of nice food and cheeses and uh, drinks. We even made eggnog from scratch. How did that go? No. Okay. Well, I'm reports. I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. So apparently there was no salmonation Great. in the drink, which was good. But we also we we ended up we we boiled the mixture. You can do it raw dog and have raw eggs in the mix, I don't like which the a lot of people. Of yeah, I don't really love the sound of that either. So yeah, we we boiled it. We boiled it up and doled it out, and everyone liked it. It was pretty good. But it does make me appreciate. That great carton you can get from the supermarket, yeah, at your leisure and at your convenience. I didn't have that convenience, so I had to, I had to look up a, a Martha Stewart recipe and get to beaten egg yolks for you like three hours. You can't go wrong with a Martha Stewart recipe, though. Like if you're ever in you, doubt, go to the Martha Stewart playbook. Right. You you just just head on over there and just leaf through the book and pull out one of her little recipes. And she's not stingy on the alcohol either. She likes to 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 booze it up. Yeah, of course she's. Of course she does. She's done her time. Right. She's done her time. Yeah. Remember that poncho she wore when she like came out from the from the from the prison? <laughs> it was like made out of it was like a uh like it was like knitted or crocheted out of like dental floss and shoelaces. Yeah. It was like one of her cellmates made it. She represents. She Great should be on Empire. Every week we have a suggestion for someone else, some old yeah, like, white lady who should, should be on Empire. Star next Martha on Empire. Stewart is a perfect fit for Empire. Yeah, it's always an older white lady. Yeah. Because they need that extra added element. You know what I mean? I think that's the one thing that that show is missing. Diversity and inclusion. It, that's right. Just include them. So what else is going on? Did you see Star Wars? I saw the Star Wars. The Force has been awakened in me. Oh. I liked it. It was okay. great. I had a really good time. And, uh, yeah, I think J.J. Abrams really did a good job of bringing the movie and the franchise back to form. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, um, those movies didn't really impress me much growing up. I know I've seen them all, but I couldn't. I could barely tell you anything about any of them. They all kind of blend together like as interminable space nonsense to me. And the only reason I feel like I continue to watch them is out of habit. Uh, but mm-hmm. this one I liked. I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. I would give it like a B or a B plus. Um, okay. All right. I can, t- I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, it is such a cultural, it's like a, it's a, it's a cultural event. These star Wars movies now, and everyone's yeah. on Facebook and everyone's going crazy and, but yeah, I thought it was good. Listen, I thought it was a heck of a lot better than those prequels. I think that the prequels, the prequels, George Lucas was a little bit too concerned with changing it up and switching it up and making it new and adding all these new characters and worlds. And, you know, I think it kind of got lost in the gobbledygook of all this, like, sort of like sci fi elements. Right. You didn't know what the heck was going on. You had Natalie Portman as uh, Queen Amadaba Laba. Uh-huh. And Queen Medulla you know, in her like kabuki drag, you know, and I didn't really understand what was happening with the story, to be quite honest. Yeah, that's the thing. There's so it's so space operatic and big. I think that's something that like a lot of these kind of franchise movies, you know, um, fall victim to is they sort of expand to the point of like absurdity. And then at some right. point they have to reset the narrative. And I think JJ Abrams came along at the right time. It's been about 15 years since the last one and kind of mm-hmm. reset the franchise to its sort of core culture. Cause this movie was yeah. very much like, I think the first, like the original first star Wars, it's sort of like beat by beat kind of followed the same plot points. And it was just kind of like, okay, back to base. I can follow this. I can get with this. Right. Yeah, it was definitely back to the back to the beginning. The story had much more of a human core and soul. I kind of responded to that. And 
yeah, it, it didn't kind of get lost in all those sort of like science fiction-y details. It wasn't overly ambitious. Right, right. I agree. What'd you think of uh, John Boyega? I thought he was great. I, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed his character. I mean, I did, in the beginning, have a little bit of a side eye. Because why? I want to know if we, we had a side well, eye for the same thing. okay, okay. He's a stormtrooper, right, that goes rogue. Uh-huh. He's not down with all the killing and the warring and the white spacesuit, I guess. And right. he said, damn that, I'm out of here, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that kind of made me pause, I'm like, listen, George Lucas, you know that you've got a lot to make up for with the whole Jar Jar Binks situation. Right. And everything seemed to be good and great. And, you know, when the when the movie opens, he's like drone number 78125, and he doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have to... Re- why do we have to rely on someone else giving us our name? That's okay. what. That's where I went. All I was right. like, oh, okay. okay. But maybe I was just a little bit too sensitive to that. I'm like, can a man just have maybe. his own name? Maybe. He was like, I'm hashtag Kunta. Kunta <laughs> Your Klingonis. name is Toby. <laughs> Your name is Toby. So I did think, I was like, uh-oh, where are we going? Like, I mean, maybe I obviously, maybe I'm just a little too sensitive and I'm reading too much into this. You might have been a little sensitive here. You might have I gone was, to that uh, Rachel Harris Perry place. Whew, maybe I did. Uh, yeah, maybe I she did. She tried to call Star Wars racist because <laughs> Darth <laughs> Vader, his narrative arc, he's a black man that does terrible things and cuts off the hand of our, our, the white hero. And then he takes off yeah. his mask and he's revealed to be a white guy for his redemption or something like that. <laughs> but you and she might have a good, you and her would have a good uh, powwow. Right. Let me just put my micro braids on and tell them how I think, exactly. what I think about this. You should get on MSNBC on the panel. Exactly. And another thing. With a lateral S mm-hmm. and another thing. Um, on my side, I was not for that in particular. Um, mm-hmm. But when he jumped on the screen, the thing about the Stormtroopers is that they have been wearing the same the same uniform for 30 years or however long this franchise has been around. Um and they're all supposed to be indistinguishable in their helmets. But from the previews, we know that John Boyega's character is a stormtrooper. We see that he takes his mask off during the thing, and it's a big reveal, and everyone freaked out. But mm-hmm. when he's still wearing his mask, I was like, that's 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 the black one right there. I mean, he was a little full-figured in that. <laughs> in his he stormtrooper. His, his stormtrooper. He had like an extra thighs. shelf in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little much. Right, yeah. Um, there was a lot. There was a little bit extra there. Right. So. Well, listen, Stormtrooper said, hey, listen, we, we have already, you know, J.J. Abrams already set the tone that there is a diverse, this is this, this cinematic universe of Star Wars. His interpretation is a lot more diverse, and people come in a lot of different colors and also a lot of different shapes. Yeah, and that is great. We do definitely have to give him points for diversifying the universe because George Lucas set the series in motion, never had any, like, there were, there was one black person, I think, in the original three Star Wars movies, and it was like Landau, Billy D. Williams. That's character. right. Let's Just give one. Billy D. Williams and some, uh, some appreciation. Exactly. Hopefully he comes back in these new ones. Um, and Carrie Fisher, I think, was the only woman. So between the two of them, those are the only two minorities in the whole universe of like, um, right. Aliens. They've come, a, they've come a long way. But I guess, technically speaking, I guess Sam Jackson was the first black person in the star wars oh, friend if right. if you're going that's through the right. timeline correctly because remember they were the oh, prequels yeah, that's right the new ones see, were that's, the prequels that's the whole thing i have of the problem with the prequels like your suspension of disbelief is so limited because they're prequels but and it's like 200 years pr- prior or whatever it was but in terms of actual innovations and like cgi and movie technology it right. was just so much more advanced like why not just why not just make sequels? Like, Why I guess that was an attempt yeah. to freshen it up or like change, you know, change the game, change the movie game a little bit in, in Lucas's eyes. But I mean, don't it just confuses people, right? Um, anyway, so but yes, uh, yeah. b- back to Billy D. Billy mm-hmm. D. did not make a cameo in this this uh, version. I'm I'm sure he's still recovering from Dancing with the Stars. Honestly, <laughs> probably still stretching, sitting in the hot tub somewhere. He's he's probably sitting in some Epsom salt somewhere still, just trying to 
get his muscles back to back to form after doing his pasa dobles and splits on Dancing with the Stars two seasons ago. Yeah. So hopefully he'll uh, hopefully he'll make a, a return to the screen in the in the the next the next installment of, of this this set of uh, Star Wars films. Now, well, because there's um, gonna be like a million of them. Oh yeah, I I definitely think that after seeing this first one, I I think the next one is slated for 2017 at some point in time. I mean, I guess that's no, the it's only actually problem. slated for 2016. We're gonna have like a Star Wars movie uh, every year for the next, I think, six years. This is what's wrong. See, this I blame Twilight. I blame you, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> right, Twilight, Hunger Games, Disney got Everything its hands on has this to material. Be a trilogy. A trilogy, a quadruple movie event, and it's just there's no there's never any closure. I mean, even in watching this one, it was a great film and I enjoyed myself, but you still don't have that sort of closure that you would have in just ha- watching having watched a regular movie. But when you have these trilogies and these you know multi movie events, they kind of leave it a little bit open ended. And for me, that's not as satisfying as just having a, a fi- watching a film and having it be over. Right. And you're not going to be able to sustain the hype. This one has come out. It's a huge event. But that, I think, is because it's been 15 years since the last one. And the last movies were terrible. So everyone's, like, primed for a reset. Mm-hmm. If you do one every year for the next six years, I mean, the next one, they're they're doing, I think, two more Star Wars movies. Like, episode this, episode that. Seven. Uh, this is seven. Eight and nine will come out in... Eight comes out in 2017, nine comes out in 2019, but they're doing these like side ones that are coming out. Like Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is coming out December 16th next year. And then there's a, wow. a Han Solo spinoff, and then there's a Boba Fett spinoff. Huh. Well, yeah, I guess they're just trying to do, trying to create their sort of Lucasfilm Marvel cinematic kind of universe. I mean, we can see the, the multitude of success that they've had with the Captain America, Iron Man. Avengers franchise, and this is just their attempt to do the same thing. But uh, is it is the Star Wars franchise really too big to fail? Though, I mean, if no. you look at the box office this year, uh, or sorry, this weekend, it's going to make two hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide in the first weekend opening. So, yeah, which is incredible. It's like which crazy, is ridiculous. So, I mean, Jurassic World just broke that record in June with 208 million for an opening weekend and this is going to you know blow by that no problem. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think yeah. this is the first movie ever to gross more than 100 million dollars in a single day. It made 120 million dollars on Friday alone. Big numbers. Big big numbers. Big big numbers. And so now yeah. after this Disney is going to have I think four of the top 5 grossing films of all time. Can you name them? Um, let's see. Hocus Pocus. No. <laughs> Overboard <laughs> with Goldie Hawn. <laughs> yes. And Private Benjamin. Yeah. You got it. Thank um, you. Now, now what are they? Star Wars is number one, obviously. Uh, Jurassic World will be number two, which is a universal movie. But then Age of Ultron, uh, St- Avengers. No, it's going to be uh, Avengers is number three. Avengers Age of Ultron is number four, and then Iron Man 3. So all of these Marvel movies, between Star Wars and these Marvel movies, Disney is not going to be hurting for cash. Yeah, they're they're doing all right. That stock is secure. Yeah. But I feel like there's going to be a big drop-off with all of these other movies. People are not going to be excited to see them all. Yeah, I I don't think the the box office is going to be the same with the follow-up next year. But who knows? We'll see. Maybe this is also... um, ignited more interest in the franchise with having a black man in the star in one of the starring roles too. Yeah. Maybe he, this people is will respond more to this. Maybe that African box office will just blow up a little it's gonna bit. It's going to be huge in Africa. Yeah. What if we see the biggest box office numbers come in from like Kenya? I would love to see that. Right. Because be I think great. the trend has really been in the last couple of years that a lot of these big studios are starting to cater more to Asian audiences, and then they're actually including more uh, Asian actors in, in in the films to sort of like create that box office draw. Why don't they have that for for uh, for other audiences, uh, African audiences, or African American audiences? Is this maybe this is a, a shift in, in in that sort of tradition, and maybe we'll we'll 
we'll, we'll see more of that. I hope so. Maybe. Maybe. They're going to have to show up and, and see it. In big and, numbers. Think, yeah, they got to show up in big numbers. If they can show up in big numbers in Tyler, in Tyler Perry movies, we can definitely show up in numbers and, and see a, a Star Wars film, too. Um. So yeah, we had John Boyega, big breakout African American star of this this movie. We also had Lupita Nyong'o in this movie. What did yeah. you think of her appearance? Okay, so when I first heard that she was going to be in the film, I was super excited, and they're like, "Oh, she's actually going to be CGI," and I was like, oh, "Okay, well, you know, I think she's just she's gorgeous, she's breathtaking, um, and she's got such a unique look about her." And I'm like, "Well, why just waste all her time on in the recording studio?" No kidding, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "She right, already like, looks like a regal space empress. Why right, is she just exactly. this motion why capture not? character?" Um, and then you know they a couple months ago they re- revealed the, the concept art for this character she was playing and that's when I did a double side I was like I don't know about this because it looks like <laughs> E.T. meets Harriet Tubman me I don't know right yeah, but I guess totally. they, they've definitely the the, the sort of like uh, creative process uh, that was just sort of like a, a first draft of what the character looked like and I have to say I, I she was my favorite character She's kind of, this is kind of like Yoda 2.0. She mm-hmm. plays Maz Kanata, this little orange being who's like the, the, the barkeep in, in the, that space desert that they were in. And I actually ended up really liking that character. And I think that it was a good choice on their part to actually play it in CGI. I liked it. Okay. What did you think? I I still have side eye. I mean, I did end up liking her character. I just don't, I, what a waste I think of such a like a striking actress already to not yeah. just put her in like costume, but to not have her in the movie at all, just have her do a motion capture CGI character. Maybe there'll be like a uh, a Jenny Jones Space Galactic makeover for old Maskanata, yes. and then she like emerges as this beautiful Nubian space princess in like the second version. So let's hope for that. Maybe yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed but i thought she did a good job voicing the character you know can i actually say what my real favorite character was yes you can go ahead who was that my real favorite character was adam driver's hair oh oh, yes can we just talk about that his ears also his his hair was flowing and it was done like he never ever rocked the helmet hair he didn't have any helmet hair it was done now yeah. that is a that is basically a like a hair dryer. It 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 was one of those over like those uh, sort of like beauty shop uh, units that he had on his head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was a dual purpose. Yeah, I mean, served a dual purpose. He was the villain of this movie, but his hair was styled for like a Charlie's Angels movie. He was giving us ferret, ferret, ferret faucet, <laughs> ferret faucet waves mm-hmm. for days. Four days. And there was always a little uh, sort of a Beyonce fan in, like, <laughs> in the forefront, like just like making sure that the tendrils blew just, just yeah. a certain way. Just I guess that was the force. Alive. That was the force. He didn't even need a, a show fan. It was just the force. The force kind of is, his, is Faria. His, his friend. Multifaceted shimmer. Yeah. That was his name, wasn't it? Faria? <laughs> Faria Vader? Yes. Yes. I thought he did a really good job, too. He was... Uh, he was definitely like the he played the villain very well. He did, uh, yeah. Although you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, why did they even bother? I mean, they, you know, his girl's reputation sort of that's that's kind of the hurdle that he's going to have to get over. I think it's like, oh, he's that guy from Girls, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess he's like a Juilliard trained actor. So, so, yeah, he's got some chops. He's got some chops. He's good. This, um, this was a good one. I think it's probably best in the Star Wars series so far. But this is, again, from a non-fan, really. Right. I don't really... I'm not, like, one of those huge, huge, you know, Star Wars geeks that knows everything about the trilogies and the... But uh, I, I, I definitely had a... I enjoyed watching this film. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll go and see the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy to me that people were so up in arms about the fact of there being a black stormtrooper. It's like, we've come so far in our civil rights journey, but the final frontier is really uh, 
inclusion in sci-fi, fantasy, and fiction, right? Yeah. We, like we still have we, we still have yet to be fully included in in in, in the world of fantasy. But uh, I luckily, mean, I this guess Star like Wars, the black nerd movement hasn't quite pushed from yeah. Twitter. Well, you know that's what I, that was one of my big complaints about the Harry Potter franchise. And I always told Josh, this my friend Josh, I was like, there was never like a Tyrone Whistlepoof at Hogwarts. <laughs> Where's he at? Well, he's Where on how I? to get away with murder myself, now. I don't see myself represented. Yeah. Enough. But um, yeah, but I, with this, with this, with this new reboot of the Star Wars, we do see more of that. I mean, of course, we've seen other, we've we've seen other, uh, other African American actors cast in sci-fi movies and things like that. Apparently, Idris Elba is going to be a new species of alien in the next Star Trek sequel. Yeah. And damn it, if he can be an alien, he can be a doggone James Bond, too, people. That's what I'm saying. And here's the thing. If he can be a a war dark Klingon, or whatever he's going to be, he can wear a doggone tuxedo and drive a Mercedes. Although, I got to tell you, I have the same side eye for this as I, I do for Lupita in Star Wars. I mean, you take someone who is unanimously handsome, like Idris Elba, and you you put him, like, in a starring role in this movie, but you cover him head to toe in alien prosthesis? That's not fair. Right, yeah. You cover all that fantastic chocolate up in, you know... Uh... What's that mix, mix, uh, mix cosmetics, mix cosmetics and uh, latex, and then that's what we're supposed to be watching on the screen. I don't like it. I mean, you let uh, Eric Bana be a villain in the first one, and you just made his ears stick out. You let uh, Benedict Cumberbatch be a villain in the second one, and you gave him just what, like pointy eyebrows. Right. But Idris Elba comes along, and they're like, Mm-mm, we're "He's got to be, be fully masked." Yeah. Full transition. But you can't cover that that uh, galactic badonkadonk. <laughs> no, you can't. He's gonna you have can't. a long coat. Uh, John, what's his name uh, from Star Wars? Mm-mm. He's already made that apparently clear. Yeah, that that stormtrooper outfit could not hold back that donk. No, 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 no. So we've special got that tailoring, special space tailoring, special galactic tailoring. I mean, Star I guess the one redeeming quality about the, um, in terms of diversity in the Star Trek movies, is that at least for once, Zoe Saldana gets to be herself. Right. At least for once, Zoe Saldana is not in some blue or green paint because, right. She's, I mean, she stays cashing those movie checks, yeah, but she's always checks. like an alien from some other world and yeah. has blue skin. She's got. She was. A I'm Smurf surprised she Panther. wasn't in the Smurfs movie. Exactly. Who were the little right. micro braids? She right Sassy the smurf. newest nerf. Yeah. Well, you know what? What would she be a smurf? Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> Nubia smurf. Exactly. You know because we say like, it, it, it happens. So it, just wait. Exactly. We are clairvoyant here on the show, so mm-hmm. stay tuned for that trailer to pop off. Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest reason I was excited for the Star Wars movie, if I was excited at all, is because J.J. Abrams was doing it, and he mm-hmm. did the last two Star Trek movies, and I thought he did a really good job of resurrecting that franchise. Yeah, yeah, he knows he knows his story. He knows well. He knows his sci-fi. He is a huge lover of all that Spielberg and George Lucas and Star Wars and Star Trek. Like he's such a huge fan. So he was a perfect perfect choice to um to resurrect both franchises because he was just he 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 knows he knows what he knows the dna of of these films and uh, he's also sort of visionary and 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 in 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 the in in how he creates so i thought it was a good choice and he did a good job yeah and he keeps his felicity friends working he sure does well that's the thing he also keeps these lost friends working too because that when they had that sort of round table at like near the end to, to you know, whatever they were doing, uh, this is why, this is exactly, uh, this is why I'm not as big yeah. a fan. I'm like, I don't know what they were doing. They were, it was like a round table discussion and there was like that guy from Lost was talking yeah. and then this other guy. So like there were all these sort of uh, Easter eggs, if you will, uh, and, and all these sort of throwbacks to a lot of his previous projects. I was but waiting for like Carrie Felicity Russell to was pop on there. through. Well, that same guy, I know. the guy from Lost, is the guy from Alias, is the guy from Felicity, is the guy from right. everything J.J. Abrams does. He was That's in Mission Impossible friend. 3. That is a good friend. Because he yeah. doesn't do anything else. I've never seen him in a non-J.J. Abrams project. I don't nope. know what that guy's name is. 
Greg Gunnenberg. Oh, is that what it is? It's the fat guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, the big guy. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he stays working. Thanks, J- He's He must be on JJ's holiday Christmas, or JJ must be on his Christmas list, hopefully, this year, because he has been gifting him with roles for two decades now. Yeah, send him a bottle of eggnog. That's right. Give him a fruitcake. <laughs> Speaking of fruitcakes, I watched... Pee-wee's Christmas, Pee-wee's oh, Christmas special last night. So good, so good. It's really one of the best Christmas specials out there. And that's if the you one with like it, Oprah and everybody, right? Oprah, okay, Oprah's in it. Joan Rivers is in it. Charo, Cher, Grace Jones, who does an amazing little drummer boy number in it. It's just like, oh, mind blowing. It's so, so good. And it, it, I can watch it. Every single year, every single year, yeah. uh, Little Richard's in it. And by the way, can we put Little Richard on a milk carton? Because where has he been? <laughs> where is he? Where what is, is he Little doing? Richard? I don't know. I feel like the world needs a little Little Richard and and in our in our holiday lives, at least make it a a once a year appearance and, and tickle the ivories for me. You know what I mean? Give me a little good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. He was actually my first uh, celebrity sighting when I moved to Los Angeles. Really? Yeah. Now, where was that? I was working at uh, a film company in Beverly Hills and I just started working and my mom kept calling me because I would, had just moved across the country and she was checking in on me every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, okay, I can't be on the phone trying to reassure my mom that I'm fine, like at my new job while I'm trying to impress these people. So I stepped outside to the street on uh, Wilshire Boulevard. It was like Wilshire near Rodeo, like full on a pretty, uh, what's that girl? What's that movie? Pretty, pretty woman moment. Oh, Um, Julia Roberts. So I'm on the phone with my, my mom and I hear the screaming in the background from the street, just someone going, Hey, and uh, I thought it was just someone probably wanting directions or something. And so I I look and this car pulls up and it's this super long stretch black limo. Like who drives, rides around in a limousine anymore, unless you're going to a prom and this mirrored black uh, window comes down this tinted window. And I see the face of little Richard in full regalia. And he stopped right in front of me and he was like, Hey, and I was like, what is going on? And he goes, it's good to see you. And I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> and my mom is still on the phone going like, who is that screaming in the background? And I'm like, it's little Richard. And for some reason he thinks that he knows me. He's like, it's good to see you. You look good. I'll see you soon. And then the window goes up and he leaves. Uh Oh, uh, I think, I think that, happened? I think that we've solved, solved, we've cracked the case. He lost his mind. Maybe he has a little bit of Alzheimer's because he didn't know where he was, who you were, but he thought he did. <laughs> yeah. And then he just drove off into the sunset. And that was the last anyone ever heard of him. Well, I still want to put an all points bulletin out because I really want to know yeah. what's happening, what's going on. But that's an amazing, like, LA story at its finest. Yeah. I was, I was like, I'm never <laughs> leaving this place. You should try to reconnect with Little Richard. He obviously Uh, thinks that you guys have a friendship. I'm going to dig up my old MySpace account and see if I can track him down. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he was in my top eight. Well, yeah, that would be nice. That would be a nice uh, reunion for the new year. The annual Nuevo. But uh, yeah, so the the Pee Wee special is just so good. Chock-a-block, full of celebrities, so much fun, and everything you could want. In, in a in the holiday special it's it's funny for the kids it's funny for the adults and watching it as an adult now there's just so many little inside jokes there just about you know peewee and his you know his comedy and his humor yeah um katie lang was in it Do you so remember katie, I love katie, katie lang, lang. Was, katie lang was in a dress and she was just singing her little heart out Which, how funny like how why funny that was an interesting choice. I think Pee Wee's Playhouse was probably the first like children's thing that was really for adults. For adults. And I think it's just yeah. extra great to have watched it as a kid and loved it and then grow up and be like, oh, all of these things. Wow. Yeah. All these things are great. And I still can respond to them and enjoy them even as an adult. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. I also watched... RuPaul's Christmas special that he just came out with last week, and it was a RuPaul's green screen Christmas. And 
how did that go? Uh, that wasn't that great. Honestly, Better it wasn't that concept. great. I guess they were trying to set you up for the disappointment by calling it RuPaul's Green Screen Green Screen Christmas. That's exactly what it was. It was on a shoestring of a shoestring budget, um, and it it just seemed like. I, I could see where they were trying to go with it. It was very kind of like lo-fi, low-tech uh, in its execution. And that's worked. I think he's a little bit behind. He's had a lot of cats, cat memes like flying around the screens and stuff like that. And mm. He was Skyping with Latrice Royale, who was playing Santa Claus. I guess it was really just promo for his new Christmas album, Sleigh Bells. I like a lot of the music that, you know... Okay. Um, that, that that came off of the album. The video with Big Frida was fantastic. It was all just sort of bounce and a lot of booty shaking. But I just feel like RuPaul could benefit from doing a good Christmas special. I think that it would be so awesome if he kind of did like that old... If anyone would just sort of like stick to the basic DNA of like these uh, variety show hours, just like Judy Garland did, mm-hmm. just get your microphone out and just sing some ditties with some special guest stars and call it a day. Yeah. I would watch that. I'd well, sit my eggnog, light my candle, and just watch it in front of the, you know, and sit in front of the TV for an hour. I think Lady but, Gaga was the last person to try to attempt a really straight arrow traditional Christmas special, and she did it with the Muppets last year, and nobody watched it. No one was interested. But that was also during her art flop period and i think that people there was it was just oversaturated with gaga s gaga isms and gaga and people just really weren't interested in the huge you know and in the huge sort of craziness that she 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 was providing then i think people were just like nah next people want things a little a little bit more simple yeah so um but yeah, uh, it was a good try. I mean, you know, it was on that that logo budget, and it was kind of budget. But you know, I love RuPaul. Yeah, logo does not have the purse strings. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Oh, but wow. you gotta, you gotta give her her props for trying. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Did you happen to catch the Adele concert special? Well, I didn't catch it yet, but it dominated. Yeah, with nuts. The ratings. Live in New York City concert thing she did last week. But this just goes to show, and I think I said it a couple weeks ago, Adele would be great in having a variety hour. And maybe this is just sort of, this was just the, 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 the test that NBC needed to offer her at least a once a year special. Yeah. I, I agree. I think she's great because not only can she sing like incredibly, but she her, her actual speaking voice and her character and her sense of humor are so yeah, her, Looney Tunes her bonkers. Personality. Her personality is great. I mean, let her be the host of SNL just to see because I think Please. it would be a big hit. Yeah, I think it would be great. Everyone would watch, obviously. Look at these numbers from yeah, this clearly. special. She's hilarious. She did that uh that that show on BBC where she dressed up as an Adele impersonator and just killed it. Yeah. This is listen. They oh by the way something else we're going to touch on later. I guess okay. we can touch on it now. NBC cancels best time ever. Right. I saw best that. I saw that and I was giddy. And then it was like, why do we see the need to shit on this guy at every mention of his name, Neil Patrick Harris? I know, and I felt like really guilty about. It. I'm like, I wasn't. It's not Neil. I love Neil. I love I love Doogie Hauser. I love Doogie Hauser too. It was great. But it was just all the the fawning and the fan like just the the It was too MPH much, right? H love. It was just too much. I'm like it's what disproportionate. He has not cured cancer, y'all. Yeah. He's just done a little bit of a song and a dance and starred in a or cameoed in a Harold and Kumar movie, and now he's the 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 best thing since sliced bread. And now what? he's the best thing ever. He's what? not. And now he's the best thing ever. He's and he not was the best just thing enjoying ever. it too much. He got too smug and self-satisfied. And that, I think that's what it was. <sighs> just cool your jets, y'all. Yeah. Anyway, I guess, well, NBC has turned off the jets. But <laughs> they also, they, they said that they're, they're working on another project with Neil. And you know what? Fine. Give him another sitcom. This is great. But I don't necessarily, there are a lot of people who, stand to do a lot better of a job in a variety show. And Adele is that person. Yeah. 
And clearly she can pull in the numbers. The, her little yeah. special brought in 11.2 million people tuned in to watch her live in New York City special, which made it, the I think, the most watched concert special on a broadcast network since NBC aired The Eagles' Farewell in, in 2005. Yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, me too. Why is it... Why is it all? Why is it always the Eagles? It seems like someone always has to edge out the Eagles for the number one spot. And I was like, do people really course, like Hotel California expected. that much? I actually do kind of enjoy Hotel California sometimes, but okay, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's why. It's that passive <laughs> interest, because also in terms it. of big numbers, Thriller they just announced went thirty times platinum. Yeah, can a, you believe that? Which is crazy town. Wow. Um, wow. Making it like the biggest selling album ever, making Michael Jackson the biggest selling artist ever. But again, he edges out the Eagles. Again? Yeah. Who, it's always the Eagles. All, who's buying all these Eagles records? I have no idea. I think the Eagles is, they're like number two. It's always Michael Jackson and the Eagles neck and neck for the biggest selling album. And I think they're like, they had a, a live. Uh, like greatest hits album is what it was. It's number two, I think. Huh. Thrillers at thirty. Their greatest hits is at twenty nine million. So they just need the one or two. Hmm. Well, I mean, we just can't. We can't get enough of Christmas and the holiday spirit and the cheer. But there's something I did watch this week that kind of dashed that, and we kind of touched on this a couple weeks ago, in in the fact that. There have been like 500 Home Alone sequels, right? And I just realized there was there's Home actually Alone, a, The Force Awakens, Home Alone, Home Alone, The Force Awakens. Well, I don't know if The Force has been awakened, but the story has definitely been turned on its head with this latest YouTube video that Macaulay Culkin has starred in. Have you, did you seen this? I did, and it's really depressing. He's it's back really depressing. Kevin, Kevin McAllister, and he is very troubled. He is not doing well. He's not making it. That was like an Uber ride from hell. He plays like a a, gl- a grown up version of his Kevin McAllister character from Home Alone, but now he's a crazy tweaked out kind of Kid Rock looking Lyft driver or something. Yeah, he's not even an Uber driver. It's gone so badly that he's a Lyft driver. Yeah, um, and he's like barely managing his abandonment issues. He's still talking about being left alone at home uh, for a week, fending off bad guys. It's uh. It's really distressing. I mean, it's, again, it's, if you want to have your Christmas ruined, watch any Home Alone sequel that's not the right. original Home Alone. Don't yeah, don't go past one, y'all. If if you want if if you want to stay Christmassy and cheery, because they'll they'll just bring you down. However, with that said, do you think that this may usher in a like I after watching it, it was kind of dark and weird and depressing. But then I was like, hmm. Maybe they can do some sort of weird spin-off, send-off, like uh, Jason Strahan-esque taken, like Home Alone reboot, and he'll just be oh. like this weird action hero. Oh. During the Christmas holidays, with right? Actu- actually with Macaulay Culkin? With Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Hmm. This will reboot his career. Yeah. He'll be some weird like Gen X or action hero. That could be interesting. Do you remember he popped up in um, a season sorry show, Master of None? Oh, you know what? I haven't finished it. Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler well, alert. He, he's not in it for any significant amount of time. Blink and you'll miss him. You probably have actually already seen. Well, this you know, I'm not even really checking for anyone else in the Jesus series except for his parents. They're my favorite. Yeah, no and kidding. Especially his dad. What's up, man? <laughs> he's my favorite. He's the best. He is the best. Amy, did he get nominated for a Golden Globe? He should have. They have done him wrong yeah. if he has it hollywood for um, press is some answer yeah that uh that macaulay calkin uh short was something else it was it was it was just weird it was just weird almost yeah. as weird as john krasinski in men's fitness flexing his muscles <laughs> what <laughs> like what is that all about is there a sentence that makes less sense <laughs> no not at so. all so not weird. at all like, what is he working on? I mean, they're all. This is the thing. It's like the comedic actor goes and starts doing P90X, and then he becomes an action star. Is this what he's trying to do? Who can say? Maybe he's just mad because he was left off of people's most beautiful list this year. Well, you know, we can't all be a Beckham. Yeah, I guess not. But now he just looks like he 
he went from looking like a pound puppy and now he looks like a lumbersexual. Right. Okay, he should be on <laughs> his picture should be on a roll of paper towels. I mean, that's fine, but what like what is he doing? Why does anyone care about John Krasinski now? Yeah, is he is he in some sort of action film or did he just decide to do make a lifestyle change and, you know, you know, do the deal a meal and also, exactly. you know, he stopped putting that, sprinkles that, on his Sundays. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, I guess Richard Simmons has been missing for two years. Did you read about that? Someone just said that. And I swear that, again, Hollywood sightings, I feel like I have seen him in the last six months. Well, I feel like all of my friends have gone to the Richard Simmons studio and done some, like, you know, deep knee bends with him yeah. and jumping jacks yeah, and, like, yeah. took a photo of him. Like, that was kind of a rite of passage if you were in Beverly Hills or something and you go to his, like, workout studio. But apparently he's been... like a recluse for the last two years and hasn't come out um come out of his house so much so that people like i guess his friends were so concerned that they put out like a missing persons report on him nobody went to his house though i don't think anyone went to his house though because they knew he was in the house they're like he's home (laughs) i think he probably maybe he just ran out of like that sort of uh hair spray cover up because that little teeny weeny fro that he was rocking the last 25 years Mm. The last time I saw him, it was looking kind of sparse up there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot of brown gel mm-hmm. trying to cover things up, and it wasn't working. <laughs> so I think that that's lost probably, a lot of his spring over the years. That it, yeah, that, there, that, that there's not much uh, pop in the curl. It's just a little <laughs> bit of like a little frizzy patchiness. I mean, is in, there a uh, graceful you know, way to transition to like a little Sophia Golden Girls wig? For him with like a little brown oh, rinse. I think that he can just do one of those sort of quick, easy turban wraps. Like a mama's family. Oh, a turban wrap. Yes. Very, yeah, very he stylish. Could go more, he could go more be off Arthur Maude on us, I think. Yeah. yeah. I like also that. Also, that like when you're working out, I think that also helps protect and keeps the sweat out of your eye. That's right. And Eva Mendez lives right in the neighborhood. She right. Because doesn't she have like a Coles collection? She does. Of, tur- of turban wrap thing. Yeah. She should He would be up. fine. Hook him up. That's all. Speaking also of weird 90s reboots. I know. I feel like our childhoods are just coming back. It's like the ghost of Christmas past here. Yeah. Um, we're sort of in this space now where, like, everybody who who's, like, late 20s to late 30s are seeing all of the things they grew up with turn 20 and 25. So it's like we're getting this this influx of nostalgia stuff. Right. Um, and it, uh, an in- injection of nostalgia recently. Yeah. So yeah, what yeah. else, what else is here to greet us? Well, we just got the teaser for fuller house, which is the full house reboot on Netflix. Did you watch that? I did. Um, so if you haven't seen it, basically it's sort of like a slow zoom in on the old house there, the painted ladies in San Francisco, and you can hear their voices and they're like at the front of the door don't see any of the people but they kind of like pan through the kitchen the kitchen's the same the living room's the same the dog is in the house and they're trying to get in i say keep that door closed though i'm not interested <laughs> i am not interested you heard the voices and you turned I the heard lights the voices. off and I said nobody's like, home the camera. i've already heard her squawking and a quacking on the view don't yeah. open that door i don't, don't care and also the olsons aren't even involved so who cares exactly. everyone wants to know what how michelle turned out no one cares about anybody else everyone knows how stephanie turned out yeah, methy. Methy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, you know, DJ I know got how churchy, that story Stephanie went. got methy. Where right. was Mary Kate? Right. Dave Coulier, Dave Coulier got cussed out by Atlantis. Yep. And John Stamos just had his ass on the cover of Esquire or something, right? Or something. So I, I don't really All need to know anything up. else. I don't really need to know anything else. So bye bye. Okay. Keys. Right. Yeah, keep the keys Return in your purse. Keys. Sorry. DJ. <laughs> but remember when DJ got remember that that episode? Did you ever see that episode where DJ was uh, like exercise bulimic and she was like on the the uh, oh, stairs? Yes, that's like the out. only one I can remember. That was like her Jesse Spano. I'm so excited moment. It was, and she was mad because all anyone will ever see is a cute little girl with the Charlie Brown cheeks. Is what I remember her oh, saying. Right, right. Oh, poor thing. Oh, poor thing. I guess I'll just tune in to see if she got past that point. <laughs> she didn't. She's gonna be right. passed out on the treadmill again. She's still on the treadmill. There's a there's a full exercise Pilates studio in the basement now. She's just working out every episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really interested in that. Don't want to see it. Don't care. 
All right. Well, I will probably watch it, but not because okay. it's not. I'll watch it for the both of us. Not because I expect yeah. it to be good, but just because, you know, it's nostalgia porn. It is. It is. Now, you know, I would I would probably be more interested to see how things turned out in the Family Matters universe than I would be in the Full House universe, you know? Yeah. Well, did you see Carl and Harriet in their Christmas special? They had a reunion on Lifetime. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Did they sing together, too? Oh, I don't know. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. But I, Netflix should, equal time, Netflix should do a, a reboot of Family Matters. Well, they should just do the whole TGIF block. Yeah. And honestly, I don't need like a 12-episode run of Full House. Just give me an episode catch-up of every TGIF show. I think there were probably yeah, 12 that were in the mix anyway, right? Yeah. Give me some step-by-step. Uh, Mm-hmm. Give me some perfect strangers, full house, family matters, and gi- and give me a t- an update on Mr. Belvedere. What's he doing? <laughs> who's he? Who's he butlering for now? I feel like Mr. Belvedere's update would look similar to Kevin McAllister's Kevin McAllister's update. Oh no! Just I would think that Mr. Belvedere probably made it to the White House or something, and he's like their special concierge, or in the he's in the Queen's employ. Yes, that's right. Yeah. He's working for Kate Middleton. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, that's all I need. I don't I don't need twelve episodes of full house. No one needs twelve episodes. No one no I don't I don't know. Let's see how successful it's it's gonna be on Netflix. I think people will turn in tune in for the first episode just to see what everybody looks like. But you know, they couldn't get the Olsons. That I mean, that's what people really wanna see. Right. If I'm they surprised, can I'm surprised they even went through with it not being able to get the Olsons. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. we shall see. Whatever, I'll be revealed soon enough. It comes on in January of 2016, right? Uh, in February, I think. Uh, February. Okay. See, you didn't even watch the preview. Good I didn't watch it all the way. I just <laughs> cut it off. You're like, okay. I got it. Yeah, I see. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. What else is happening? Kim Kardashian ate her placenta. No. Um, <laughs> but that's a transition. That is a transition. That'll be a bowel transition. <laughs> I don't. So what's don't going on? And time for a Kardashian uh, update. Yeah. Well, uh, the Kim and Kanye gave birth just recently to their son Saint on mm-hmm. December. 5th. Hallelujah! 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 All praise due. Um, and she went on, I don't know, Twitter or Instagram or something, and told everybody that she was going to eat the placenta this time. <laughs> But she made it into like placenta pills or something, right? Yeah, she right? got placenta pills. She had it freeze-dried, crushed up, put in little capsules, and then she's taking them, I guess, with her, her Earl Grey tea in the morning. Right. And she says this staves off um, postpartum, postpartum depression. depression. Yeah. Uh, Whatever works, boo. I guess. She said, why not? What do I have to lose? Either it works and it staves off postpartum depression or it doesn't, and I, and I get it. But Yeah. But uh, is she going to start, like, hawking placenta pills now? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, let's catch up with some of our um, divas in crisis, shall we? Oh, yeah. Let's go let's, ahead. Let's get a status update. Apparently, Sierra's, there's some good news for Sierra this Christmas. Yeah. No lump of coal in her stocking. Somehow, someway, uh, a song of hers was certified platinum. Her song, I Bet. Claps to the kid. I guess so. You are you? You're shocked. I am it was a shocked. Good song. I liked stunned, it. Confused. It was a nice mid-tempo ballady beat. Yeah. But how did it happen? How did it happen? Who cares? It, made, it was just a slow burn. I mean, it didn't burn enough to actually get her any sort of album sales for that Jackie. But I think that it got a pretty good positive response from listeners. So. Yeah, I mean it. I mean it. It probably was released like what a year and a half ago. So yeah, yeah it's had some time ago. to to get those plays right, those sales. Okay. Well, she lives so to fight for, another day. Good then. for her. She, yep, she's. I I still think she's got a little bit more fight left in her. We'll see what happens. Yeah, she's got at least another album. Yeah. Also, um, our other uh, diva in crisis or. Songstress in Crisis, Rita Ora. We were wondering what actually a Rita Ora does. I think that was our first episode, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's she's filed her papers, and she's 
she is demanding to get get out of the her rock nation situation and that's contract. right she's got her litigation lace front on she ordered it on amazon prime mm-hmm. just she did she got that viola davis special and she's going to court that's right she got it on cyber monday and now she's going to court she's ready for it yeah she's ready to get out of this contract because basically she's only been able to release one album and they haven't let her do anything else since and apparently according to the lawsuit She's claiming that Rock Nation has become too distracted by their other ventures, such as Tidal, yeah, uh, and their sports management uh, arm of their of management company. That they don't have time for Rita. Yeah, it's very interesting um, the way that she describes it. She said she'd basically been orphaned from Rock Nation because when she first signed on, when she was I think eighteen. Like in 2008, she signed with Jay-Z and all of them, and like everyone was very involved, and all of the executives. But since since Rock Nation has grown so much and with their sports sports ventures and title and everything else, that like it's been a revolving door of executives. And now that she doesn't have a working relationship with anyone at the company. Yeah, she's just kind of been left out in the cold, and so she's ready to bounce. Man, good for her. Yeah. I mean, because I, like I said before, I think she's got a, a great voice. Yeah, she, she just hasn't she has had, really she hasn't had a single to like really hit, but yeah. if they're not investing, yeah, she doesn't have why. a team to invest time and energy into her career, then of course her, 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 um, her career is going to stagnate and just get stale. Yeah. So the other funny yeah, part think, about this to me though was that she also mentioned that Rock Nation switched its distribution partner from Sony to Universal. So all of their like recording artists are being distributed by Universal now instead of Sony. And basically they took moved over all of their artists except Rita. She got left behind at Sony. Oh man. Just leaving <laughs> Rita out in the yeah. cold. So like she hasn't been able to even like put out any music and she doesn't know anyone at Sony and she doesn't know anyone at Rock Nation she's now. By so her she's lonesome. Like, Let me out of the shit contract. It's like this sucks. I'm deuces. Yeah. Well, good luck to her and happy new year. I hope the new year brings her a, a single and a hit. But just don't go knocking on Matthew Knowles' door. Don't go over there. It's not worth don't, it. Don't don't do that. It's don't do that. It's never that, that girl. bad. Yeah, you don't want to see things get camp. worse. You sign away your life. I mean, yeah, maybe go to the time, boot camp. Maybe just go for the day. But don't sign yeah, up for anything. It's time to part ways with with that with the Rock Nation. But they haven't had really. They haven't really had much success in nurturing their artists. You know, Kylie Minogue was signed to Rock Nation for a hot minute too, and she just oh, released really? that her last CD that had that Sexercise song. Have you heard that song? Mm, Sex, no. Sexercise. No. And that basically explains why she's gone too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, not looking that hot. They torpedoed her. Yeah, she was like on a yoga mat and a bouncy ball, and she was doing all this suggestive dancing. Yeah, it's part of a conspiracy that they sign all of these artists with big promise, uh, with big promises, and then they just torpedo their careers so that they can keep Rihanna and Beyonce at the forefront. Just let them shine. Yeah, that's probably that's probably what it is. That's the strategy right there. Maybe. Um, hmm. Did you see Rita Ora's little Christmas contribution? I didn't. She dropped uh, like a YouTube video uh, where she did a Mean Girls inspired Christmas thing. She did that Jingle Bell Rock performance. You remember that from the movie? Mm-hmm. Of course. Of yeah. Course. So they performed it at the talent show with on a little like beep, uh, boom box. A and, boom box, yeah. Mm-hmm, and then it, the tape skips. And how does the tape skip? But she kicks it and then they go into acapella. Right. She basically did a black and white version of that scene sort of beat for beat where even the, the tape starts skipping, she kicks it and she goes into to acapella and she's wearing like a, a bikini Santa Claus, sexy Santa outfit with a hat. So yeah, that was her little Christmas contribution. It was okay, fine. Well, but like clearly she is self-funding and <laughs> making her own creative choices. She's making her way there, making her way downtown, huh? Yeah. Well, good luck to her. Hopefully 2016 yields, um, a lot more, well, just some, a little Maybe bit of success, something. some success, yeah. something, give Somebody her something. Her she, she deserves it. She's she talented. deserves it. She is talented, if not. Yeah. Yeah. Azalea Banks has bit someone's boob. Did you hear I, me? I, <laughs> I heard you. I don't have anything to say. What can, what can be said? What can about be said? At this point, perpetual Nothing. out of control teen. What can you do with her? Nothing. I don't know. 
I don't know if there's anything that 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 can come any well. There's nothing good that can come of that situation, but I don't. Can can we just hear good news? Like, you know, Azalea Banks releases a song. It's never like that. Yeah. It's it's always like Azalea Banks goes ham on somebody in the club, right? It's or Azalea, Azalea Banks, Banks. Goes ham on someone in the airport and calls them the f word, like right? Azalea <sighs> Banks, hate crime enthusiast, right? You know, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Azalea Banks, like future daughter of ISIS. Like, what is going on <laughs> with you, woman? <laughs> calm down. Just calm down. Just calm down. Get into the studio. Get into like a Zen mode and just make some music. Yeah. Have an Oprah chai. Take the rest of the year off. Go on a retreat. Go on a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the go to the next. Where's speaking of which. Is the Legends Ball just a one-off thing? Do you only get one Legends Ball? Is that is was she done throwing those? No, I th- doesn't she do that every year? Is it a every year thing? I think it's every year. I've only seen the one. Yeah, I, they need to do another one. Maybe she stopped. Cicely doing Tyson them. came there and put her her best little fox throw on and had some shrimp cocktail and hung out with Shaka Khan. Yeah, and and Alicia Keys. I've only seen it once. I think it's only happened once. Are you trying to make a proposal that Azalea Banks be invited to the Legends Ball? Is that what that I think that was? she needs a strong circle of prayer amongst the legends. That's they need true. to all hold there hands. The covenant needs to come convene and help her through her situation. I feel like that council doesn't even recognize Azalea Banks, though. I don't think so either. Mm-mm. Maybe mm-hmm. they'll they'll fly over some emergency relief and drop a bag of rice on her on her house, <laughs> right on her head, and knock her out. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, she's a mess. Mm. Mm. Uh, did you see? Well, listen, all the children, you know, Ariana has put this Christmas mixtape out. Rita's singing about Santa, but Mariah is still putting all the children to bed because she has just released. Well, she was just uh, she was doing a concert last week. And yeah. she went ahead and freestyled a new Christmas track. Did right, you hear like that? She, I can just do it in my sleep. And she this can do it in her sleep. Like, really good. I love this because you know what? Listening to her, sounds like her voice is back on track. She took a holy cough drop. She did. She popped And the her voice has been purified. Yeah. She's back. Yeah, so let's take a listen to her freestyle like, on the microphone. Yeah. Winter, winter time. <laughs> snowy, snowy, make it snowy. Oh, oh. <laughs> she did that. Okay. Listen, I'll buy it. When's you it coming out on iTunes? An album too. Um, yep, I mean, <laughs> that's mine. That's why. Snowy, oh, oh. <laughs> Chocolate cheery, oh, oh. <laughs> did you guys like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get to be Mariah Carey rich. Just by singing other people's songs. The girl writes, and for everyone that wants to shade her and her songwriting abilities, she just freestyled that shit. Yeah. And her voice wasn't that. half bad. It was not half bad. Yeah. Yeah. She so. cleared that throat and mm-hmm. she sang that. She's, she's also making a big team. return uh, for, I mean, well, we know she's doing all these holiday specials on the Hallmark Channel, but uh, she's uh, partnered with 20 or Die and she's doing. Mariah Christmas's Sketchtacular. Ooh. And she's also doing a follow-up to last year's hilarious uh, cooking sketch with Brian Safi, which oh, is, was, was so funny. So funny. So the only problem is I think that they're partnering with this other company and you can it's like exclusive content for this like online app oh great i gotta so you're gonna have to go into the matrix and put in the password and chop it up and and you know get access to it but i think it it, it'll it'll probably be on youtube in a couple weeks but if you can't wait and you want to go straight to it and you have to go through all that and download the app and all that it's worth it i I can wait look everyone can look (laughs) forward to my christmas post in february when it's finally released to the rest of talking about it yeah yeah oh (laughs) 
Because, damn it. Did you see uh, Barbara Walters get fresh with Bradley Cooper? No, what did she say? She sexually harassed him. Uh-oh. Um, apparently, he made the list of um, most fascinating people, so he's going to be on her special. And she sat down and said, I could just sit and stare at you, but that would take too much time. And then she said, I find you very screwable. Oh. Now, just imagine that. her saying that with a speech impediment, like an old oh, lady, dusty old lady right. voice in a speech impediment. Squoo-able. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, screwable. Screwable. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And to drive well, the point home, she said, I think you're very handsome. I think you're very sexy. Okay. So, well, there you go. You know, she Barbara's getting her just, groove back, I guess. She is forcing her groove down down his down throat. Bradley's throat. Oh, my goodness. She thinks just because she's been bringing us the news for 100 years. She can go ahead uh, and get yeah. fresh with any Hollywood leading man she wants to. I mean, the mothballs and the lavender candies <laughs> in her boudoir is, are not going to bring that boy to the yard. <laughs> Just slow it on down. Slow it on down. Yeah. Now, uh, who else made Barbara's list this year? Caitlyn Jenner. Okay. Misty Copeland. Okay. Bradley Cooper. Amy Schumer. Tracy Morgan. Okay. Ronda Rousey, Donna sure. Karen. Donna Karen. What did she and, do this? And uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos. Mm. And Bernie, Bernie Sanders. And Bernie List Sanders. Keeps going. Oh, and Donald Trump. Keeps going. Huh. I wonder if she tried to hit on O'Donnell too. <laughs> You've been listening to this dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. This is our last episode of 2015, so we'll see you guys in the new year with more dumb nonsense. Until then, as always, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, subscribe and rate us on iTunes, and if you feel like you need to talk, hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at ThisDummyTweets. See you next year.